fire. I got a scripture that's been wrestling around in my heart that I'm going to release over you guys before we go into the message. It's Luke chapter 12. everything about you. We love your heart. We love the way you move. We love the fire in your eyes that look at us with desire. It burns all things away that's not like you. And we pray that our hearts are open as we let go of yesterday, we embrace today and all that you have for us today in this moment in this season of our life. And we say yes to your ways, yes to your will, yes to your desire, yes to the call on our life. We say yes to the process. We know you're faithful. In Jesus' name. The scripture is Luke chapter 12. Verse 40, no, not 49. Yeah, verse 49. I have come to bring fire on the earth. And how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo. I was reading this scripture and I thought about where we are as a church. And I thought about Jesus' desire as he spoke to the church at that time. He said, I desire to release a fire the fire that burns in my heart, the fire that I know that's in heaven that I experienced for eternity. He said, I desire to release that fire on the earth. He said, oh, how I wish that it was already kindled, that it was already there, that the passion was already there. But he said, I have to go because I have to get that fire that's in me, out of me, in order to get it in you. This passion, this passion that burns inside of Jesus, this longing to release love in the earth, to release mercy and grace in the earth, to release joy in the earth. He says, I got to get this out of me. It's, it, it's like fire. He knows it's like fire in his bones. Shut up. He says, I got to break open the package because if I don't open up, you'll never receive it. That passion he released on the cross and he never took it back so my question is if he never took the passion of the Christ off the earth what's holding back the passion what's holding what's the stop sign in front of us that's saying God I'm happy from a distance how many been around a bonfire the closer you get to it, the hotter it is. The hotter that flame is. Mary gave us an instruction a couple of weeks ago. She said, 
for everyone to get one of these cards. I'm telling you guys, God want to do something with this church, but we have to follow the instructions to release that fire. I came up here and God said, he wants everyone to get one of these. If you haven't got one of these, come up here now and get one of these. Because these people need a word. These people that are standing here on the altar with prayer requests, they need somebody to agree with them. I'm believing that this is the season that we're going to tap into every, every desire, every need being met in the church. And he healed them all. And he forgave them all. God is, God is always in the all business. But we have to get all the things that he asks us to, right? Amen. You know what? Turn around for me, sir. 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 It's no coincidence that you have on purple. Purple is the color of royalty. And I speak right now over your life that there's a crown that you're going to wear, a crown that has been that's been yours for a season, for, for a long season. He says, I'm going to blow this dust off of it and realign it on your head. He said, you're going to rule in a place that, that once was troubling in your life. He says, I'm going to give you dominion in that area, and you're going to rule in the midst of the enemy. Where everything is saying no, he says, I have a resounding yes over your life. And I speak right now that all the authority in heaven, that all the wisdom that he will release it upon your life, that you will, you will have his power in your tongue, that that word will be in your tongue, and you will speak it wherever you speak it. He says, I will plant fruit in that area, and I will get seed that will grow. Dry seasons, no more. I cancel off your life that you will walk in the rain, that you will receive rain in the dry seasons, you will receive rain in the overflow season. He said, this is a season where you grab hands with those around you and you take them to get watered. I speak it over your life in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> we might as well shout with him right now. I'm going to ask you guys to head down and I'm going to bring you back up. You already know it, Jordan. Amen. Open your Bibles to John chapter 1. I love the book of John. I love how John, he puts the focus on Jesus in his writing and take it off himself. I mean, he could easily so many times mention himself in this, bio, in this book, but he always said the disciple who Jesus loved. And there's something about that. When you take the attention off yourself and put it back on the one that the focus should be on, amen? Here in John chapter 1, uh, Jesus is about to be introduced, but John, he introduced him in three different ways. If you're there, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. We love you. I love that. My Holy Spirit in myself. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 1. I got this big old new Bible. Here we go. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. 
He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Somebody say all things. When you see the word all, you got to say it like this. All. Let's try that again. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that had been made. In him was life. In him was life. I want you to circle that in your Bible. Or if you use your phone, highlight it. I'm going to look at another translation before we go further. In the Passion Translation, it says, In the beginning, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God, yet fully God. They were together face to face. In the very beginning, and through his crea- uh, create, uh, creative inspiration, somebody say creative inspiration, the living expression made all things. There you go. Here, he's first introduced to us as the spirit word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. We know God is spirit, therefore his word is spirit as well. Amen? It's not past tense. I'm going to show you because go down to John chapter 1 verse 14. He says, and the word became flesh, not made flesh, but became flesh. If he was made flesh, it would be past tense, and it would be made out of material, because that's what made mean. It has to have some type of material. But the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Somebody said the spirit word became the incarnated word and dwelled among us. I want you to grab a hold of this. Tish, can you bring me that bread there? Thank you. Somebody say, I need a word. I need God's word. Not anybody's word, but I need the word. In the beginning was the word, which is the logos. Somebody said logos. Logos is the word. Or it even means thought. Notice we read in the Passion that he's the uh, creative expression of God. If I sat here on this chair, on on this step, and never opened my mouth and just stared at you, would you know how I feel about you? I have to express, right, how I feel about you. And here, Jesus... The living word, the eternal living word, said that I have to express how I feel in order for them to get it. I have to dive into the creativity of who I am or they'll never know how I feel about them. So he was made, he he became flesh and dwelt among us and inside of him was life. Somebody say life. Are you with me? Turn with me over to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified of it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was the Father, which was with the Father 
and has appeared to us. He says, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with who? The Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. It's important here. So we had the Spirit Word in John 1. Then we had him come down and put on flesh and dwelt among us. We had the living word. And now we have where the disciples said, he, we proclaim it by writing it down for this generation to read that, weren't with, that didn't have a chance to walk with Jesus. So we have the written word. Are you with me? So we have three forms. We had the living word, spirit word. We had the living word, Jesus himself. And now we have the written word. Somebody says all the word. It doesn't lose power. You got to grab a hold of this. Because something happens that we can read the word and somehow still believe our circumstance. But if Jesus was standing before us and he said, be healed you will flop over and receive what Jesus is saying. Are you with me? Where's the breakdown from Jesus saying be healed to Jesus writing the living word, giving place to the written word, and we read the, the written word, which has the same power, but yet we don't believe. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to take my time, if that's okay. Jump back to John. John chapter 6. Look at verse 47. Verily, verily. Anytime you see verily, verily, that means pay attention to this. That means, hey, hey, I need your attention. Are you with me? Jesus is about to say something that we, he really want us to highlight, take four markers and wrap it around and make sure we never forget this. He says, verily, verily, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. And then he says, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, yet they are dead. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which any, somebody say anyone, may eat and not die. He says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whosoever, somebody say, that's me. Whosoever eat this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give to you. Are you with me? I give for you the life of the world. I can see, he's in the synagogue talking about this, and I can see everyone looking at him as he's saying, you have to eat my flesh. And I can see them looking at him as he says, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. Are you with me? He goes on to say in the, uh, the, the latter part of verse 53, Truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink the blood, you have no life in you. Remember we read in John chapter 1, he says, life is in me. Then he says, if you don't drink and you don't eat, you won't have life in you. Whosoever eats my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life. Can you imagine the first time, we, let's erase that we know the Bible. And think, put yourself right there hearing Jesus talk about this. Can you imagine them saying, he wants me to eat him? Now, see, all the disciples are with him until they hear the hard stuff. Jesus, of course, is talking about, I am the bread. Somebody say, I am the bread. Come down from heaven. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you won't have life in you. Somebody say, life is in the bread. Life is in the, bread. Life is in the word. Life is in 
<laughs> you got to catch this. Because Jesus is not talking about eating the package. This, this here. When he says eat, the, the disciples think that he's talking about this. He says you have to tear open this to get to the bread. If I don't tear this open and, I, and get to the word, then I'll never have life in me. I have to break open the package and eat the bread. Somebody say, eat the word. Life is in the word. You know, logos means thought. It means word, which also means thought. If I never communicate my thought, there'll be no word. So here we are trying to figure out how Jesus feel about us. God, how do you think about me? What do you think about sickness? I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Lord, what do you think about you want me to be blessed? If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, do all which I command you this day, the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings will come upon you. It's in the word. So if I just have the bread on my refrigerator, what happens to it? See, Jesus' bread never stales. It just sits there and get dusty. It, just, it still have life in it, but it's dusty. Are you with me? You find yourself believing a lie when his word is dusty. Are you with me? Jesus says to them, because he can, he can sense that he's losing the room. He can sense them looking at each other, murmuring, he wants us to eat him. He goes on to say, what an if you see the Son of Man ascend from which he came? What you going to say? There go dinner. <laughs> are you going to look and see his feet leaving the earth and say, how are we going to eat him now? So he says, no, no, it's not in the wrapping. He said, you tear open the wrapping and you eat the bread. Are you with me? Somebody say, I need the bread. It's amazing. He says, does this offend you? You know, God will say some things that make you stop sometimes. It, some things makes no sense in the season that you're in in life. Are you with me? Who in here walk by feelings? Is that what the word says? We're to walk by feelings and not by sight? What do it say? Walk by faith. Right? So there's going to be some things that you're going to go through in your life that's going to challenge your faith. Somebody said, blow the dust off it. <laughs> Turn to John chapter 11. Verse 1. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. Somebody said Lazarus was sick. But he wasn't dead. Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary was who brother, this Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick was the same one who poured her perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. It's amazing how John took his time to describe this. Because he's saying if Jesus should show up for anybody, it should be for Mary. Think about that. This is the same Mary. This is the same people who Jesus loves. How many ever felt that way. Lord, I, if you could show up for anyone, you need to show up for me. Remember when Jim was talking about that? He's talking about we, we get our laundry list of things, why God should move for us. And he says to us, 
These are the reasons that disqualify you. You, you're, you're not entitled to it. It's just that you're a son or a daughter, and it's his joy to do it. Are you with me? So here, here the writer is talking about, this is the, the people whom Jesus loved who was sick. So if I stopped reading there, I would have thought for sure Jesus would get up and he would go on over there to the village, and he would do a, a miracle. Are you with me? Verse 3, so the sister sent word to Jesus Lord, the one you loveth is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. Somebody said, this is the word. It is for the glory of God. So that God's son may be glorified through it. I want you to listen to that. This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard this, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back, uh, let's go back to Judea. Here's his disciples. But Rabbi, they said a short, while, a short while ago, the Jews were there trying to stone you, and yet you are going back? They're starting to give him every reason why he shouldn't do what the Father's telling him to do. It's amazing that the Bible said that he loves them, yet he stayed there two more days. I remember a story when I was in New York City, and I shared this story before. My dad was, had high sugar and went up and went to a diabetic coma and was laid in the hospital. And I got a call from my mother, and she said, I need to come home now because my dad has just went into a coma, and they don't know if he's going to make it. And I was on the phone. I said to her, Mom, my Bible says Jesus sent a word and healed them. I'm going to send the same word to Ohio over my father and that he's going to be healed. And my mom said, are you crazy? Are you not going to come home to see your dad? I said, mom, this word travels faster than my feet could ever go. I mean, sometimes you got to seem to be crazy to people. You know, it's crazy for him to say, these are two people I love, yet I'm going to stay two more days where I'm at. Some of you would have got up and said, you know what, Jesus, we got to rethink this. Let's be honest. You know what happens when, when something traumatic hits your life? Your mind starts racing, anxiety happens, all this crazy stuff starts happening, and you have to bring it all in. Bring every thought that exalts itself above the revelation of Jesus Christ. You have to bring it down to the obedience of the word. Are you with me? I can imagine this situation going, this thing happening in the midst of Jesus. And, you know, all these thoughts come to Jesus just like it come to us. But he's, as they come, he says, lie, 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 as the words are coming to his head. He said, what did Abba say? Are you with me? you got to learn how to shift in your mind between a lie and truth and, 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 and slam dunk or bring every thought that exalts itself above God. Say, so I'm going to bring that, I'm going to slam it down. That's what uh, cast it down means. It means to bring down with force. I'm not going to think on and ponder on it and, and think could it happen. No, I'm going to bring it down with force. I can imagine every lie coming to Jesus and he's bringing it down with force. Are you with me? Then he goes on in verse uh, uh, 11. He says, after he has said these, this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going uh, there to wake him up. This is how much faith Jesus had. He knows that Lazarus is dead by our term, by our terminology. Are you with me? But he don't believe a lie. 
He says, there's nothing too hard for me. He know, he's confident in who he is. Are you with me? Anybody that can sleep in the middle of a hurricane in the bottom of the boat, he's confident in who he is. Are you with me? So he says, Lazarus is asleep. And there's his dense disciples, like me. <laughs> we all have those bonehead moments. They're sitting around the Messiah. They've seen what, what he does. They see how he operates. And yet he looks and says, oh, Lazarus is sick, sleep. And they say, well, why are we going to wake him up? And then he says plain to him, Lazarus is dead, verse 15, and I am glad for your sake. Hold on, rewind. Lazarus is dead, and I am glad. For your sake. There's something that God says, I'm going to do in this situation that's going to bring joy, not only to me, but to Abba in heaven and to you. Somebody said, there's something that he wants to reveal about himself. Lazarus is dead, and I am glad. For your, that's, read your Bible. When was the last time you said, I lost my job, and I am glad? <laughs> Are you with me? There's nothing impossible for him that believeth. You know, Jesus lives in that realm of all things are possible. Jesus takes the journey back to go check on Lazarus. I can imagine this, this walk. The disciples are saying, he's dead. I don't know what we're doing. We're going to go die with him. Can you hear that? Can you imagine Jesus? Jesus has to walk, and he can hear his own people. He can hear his disciples. Man, I believe everything, but this one's a tough one. He wants us to go. He, he wanted us to eat him before, and now he's taking us back to our, we're surely going to die with Lazarus. Jesus is confident in who he is. Are you with me? Look at verse 17. It says, he got there. When he arrived, Jesus found Lazarus already uh, in the tomb four days. I think it's interesting to find out how Martha and Mary, how, how, how they feel about Jesus. Because he hadn't shown up to the city yet. And the Bible says, when Martha heard Jesus was coming, in verse 20, uh, she went out to meet him. She didn't wait till he get to the place. She went out to meet him because there's some things she has to talk about that's inside of her. That, that she loves Jesus, respects Jesus so much, she wasn't going to try to talk to him any old kind of way in front of everybody. She said, I'm going to go to this secret place. I'm going to go out and meet him. And, and see, he's not intimidated but our words. I mean, he understands emotions. He understands tones. He understands hurt. He understands all the things that we go through in life. And, and she's over there meeting him on the road because she's not going to talk to him like this in front of everybody. And she says, Jesus, if you would have been there, Lazarus would not have died. Are you with me? She, she removed herself from the people and said, let me get in this secret place and talk to Jesus like I want to talk to him. Have you ever been there? Everything's not always singing on key when I'm in my prayer closet. Some stuff is like, God, how could this be? Are you with me? Jesus is listening to all this. He's still going. And he says, verse number 21. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Somebody said, there's the word. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Did he say that? 
He didn't add that part to the word. He said, your brother will rise again. Are you with me? Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they are dead. And whosoever believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah. Are you with me? Jesus continued on and runs into her sister who has the same questions about his death, about Lazarus' death. If uh, you've been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and the, Jew, and the Jews who had come along with her was also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. He said, where have you laid him? That word jumped off the page to me because there's so many things that we deal with and that we say, oh, that's just done. Whether it be your credit, your marriage, your health, whatever it is, we just said it's dead. Jesus said, show me where you laid him. Show me where you said that thing is dead and it'll never live again. Are you with me? He said to them, remove the stone. See, some stuff we just changed the chapters and just wrote that whole chapter off in our life. There was a word that was given to me earlier today that he's going to heal young boys that were sexually abused in this service. Where did you lay that? Failed marriage. Someone said, I'll never get married again. That's where they laid it. What lie that we have believed that Jesus said you can't find in that Bible. It doesn't matter how hopeless your situation is. I don't care how long your back been hurting. Matter of fact, Rick, Rick, I speak healing over your back. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Where did you lay your health? Jesus says, remove the stone. Remove the stone. Remove the barrier that sealed whatever that dream was in your life. In his, in his, in his case, Lazarus was dead four days. In your case, it might have been four months. Could have been four years. You haven't been happy. You have been dealing with depressed. You know what a hypocrite is? Hypocrite is the one that speaks behind a mask. In, in theater, they used to have big faces to show a happy character to put a big face up. And everyone think that person's happy. He could be whatever he want behind it. And some of us have been in that area where we have been putting up a mask, but behind that mask, we really need healing. It don't matter how long it's been, there's a word for your situation. There's a word for what's going on in your life right now. Jesus looked up and said, I thank you that you hear me always. It's amazing how he and the Father are so in tune, and he says, I desire for that relationship with you. 
Do you know that you can be in such a connection with God that he hears you always? Are you with me? He said, Lazarus, come out. It didn't matter how long Lazarus was dead. There was a word that came forth. Can you imagine being there and hearing Jesus shout with everything in him, Lazarus, come forth, and you see Lazarus popping out of a hole in the, over there? This man has been dead for four days. Here he is hopping out of a hole. You know, he was wrapped up. He wasn't, he was hot. There was nothing that was going to keep Lazarus from coming out. The thing that's missing is the word. I don't care how long you've been in that hospital. Come out. How long you've been depressed? Come out. How long you've been sick? Come out. My knee's been hurting. Come out. I've been depressed. Come out. I've been full of anxiety. Come out. I want everyone to close their eyes. <laughs> I want Holy Spirit to do ministry with you right now. I want you to let him perform surgery in an area of your body, in an area of your mind, in your heart that once had a stop sign. I want you to see that stop sign being brought down and you giving God full access to that area that you once said no in your heart. that's you, I want you to lift your hands. I want, if your hands lifted, to join me right here. I want to release something over your life. If I can get the praise team to come back up. When you, I was over here, when you was right here in the altar, and the Lord says that he's making your back strong, and he's making your shoulders broad. He said that he's going to put things on you that you thought that was too heavy for you to carry, but he says, I'm the one that's going to make where you were weak strong. And he said, you're going to be known for that strength. Lazarus heard Jesus call his name dead four days. Matter of fact, he was decaying, he was hopeless, he was smelly, and he heard Jesus calling his name. And everything that was wrong about Lazarus went back together. You understand, when he came out and they loosed him, they knew that was Lazarus. He wasn't rotten and decaying which means that God's going to give you back what was lost in the same beauty it was before it was stolen. I want you to catch that. The same beauty it was before it was lost. 
If you keep on reading the chapter, you'll find that Lazarus was reclined at the table with Jesus. This was after the Pharisees were sought, sought to kill him and Jesus. They wanted to get rid of the miracle. What are you going to do with somebody that was dead and raised from the dead? How are you going to kill him again? When God gives you back your miracle, when he gives you back that thing that you walk the floor with joy with, he says there's nothing that in hell can do anything about it. There's nothing the devil can do in hell to take the blessing in your life. Do you believe that? More than enough. I see more than enough over your life. Like a fountain. As you go to a water fountain and you pull back the trigger and the water continues to flow, he said there's going to be more than enough in your life. There's people that he's calling you to, that you're going to connect with. And as he brings you out of the situation that, 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 that the stop sign was once there, he says you're going to bring others past that stop sign. You're like a water fountain to the thirsty. I am equipping you. You are mine, says the Lord. And no one takes you out of my hand. All that you need is in me. Therefore, I will sustain you. I am going to take you to places past your limitations. What was once the ceiling to your destiny will now be the floor, says the Lord. And you will have a place in me that will be forever. He says, I long to make intercession for you. He said, I love to do it. I don't get tired of doing it. And I never will give up on you. And I never ran out on you. My joy will never run out. My smile will never diminish. It's an everlasting covenant that I have with you, written in blood. Forevermore, let it burn in your heart. These hands are made for war. He says, celebrate me in the seasons of your life. Celebrate me. He said, the victory has already been won. no coincidence I move you around like a chess piece and the enemy is that one piece on the board is trying to hide and can't hide because everywhere he goes he's in check he said I've already rigged the board to win and you know it father I thank you that you're opening the eyes of her understanding that she may experience Oh, give her an experience that would shake everything off of her and around her that would call Tim, Tim and Tim to feel the shake from her faith. I thank you even now that her son is being healed today of seizures. No more I speak right now. We say, stop it, devil, that's enough. Relax your hands off of her life and his life. And all this, the night stuff, you staying up and being weary, he says, I'm restoring your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. He says, I'm bringing restoration to your soul. And Tim is coming out.
before I formed you in my, your mother's womb, I had a relationship. That's what knowing means. I knew you. Not more than just a name. We were in covenant. He said, I am not a man that I shall lie. He said, I take covenant serious. There's a river Thank you, Lord. that's coming Thank you, out of your belly. And it's going to flow. And the residue of yesterday is being washed away with the waves of the river. Thank you, Lord. You saying, come in like a fire, fire is self-announcing. You said, come in like a flood, flood is self-announcing. He said, there's a river that's going to flow from your belly to the driest places that people are going to see it, and you're not even going to have to speak the word. They're going to see that river and know it's from the Lord. A flood can move cars. It can move buildings. He said, when you open your mouth, things are going to shift, not only in the natural, but in the spirit realm. And he says, I'm going to give you a flood, and I'm going to break the dams open in your life. And those dams will never shut back. Thank you, Lord. As he's ministering to those that are here, feel free to, you know, re-engage with the Holy Spirit as you're hearing, wow, these words coming forth. You can stand, you can um, come to the altar, however you want to um, worship the Lord at this time. Let's do that. And I'm going to ask also the ministry team to come up as well to... Um,